There are so many supplements out there. How do you choose? If there was just one supplement that Trey and I would recommend, it's definitely Ningxia Red. We have consistently drank Ningxia every day since May of 2015. It's a whole body health and wellness supplement that's a powerhouse full of antioxidants and nutrition. Ningxia Red is made with pureed wolfberries, also known as goji berries, along with blueberry, plum, cherry, aronia, and pomegranate juices. These are very high in antioxidants that boost immunity and protect your body against oxidative stress. It also has food-grade essential oils like orange and lemon, yuzu, and tangerine. These provide an incredible dose of D-limonene. Trust me, Google that. This is just a two-ounce shot of liquid gold, and it supports your body for better energy and healthy cellular function. Why is that? Well, that's because you're getting antioxidants equivalent to eating like eight pounds of carrots and 16 whole oranges. Trust me, your liver and your eyes will thank you. If you'd like more information, visit my website, www.amycastles.com. What was the first thing that your mom would ask you before you'd go to bed at night? Did you brush your teeth? I don't know about you, but my mom always asked that. Since I was a kid, healthy gums and teeth have always been important to me. But after a lot of research, I figured out that there's actually a lot of junk in the commercial toothpaste. Everything from SLS to artificial flavors and colors, sweeteners even. And I didn't like the way that they didn't actually get my teeth super clean. I felt like they weren't really actually supporting good overall oral health. Well, I'm so excited to tell you about a product that I created in 2016. Sparkle Dust is a non-toxic, chemical-free tooth cleansing powder that instantly brightens and strengthens and remineralizes your teeth and your gums. It will leave your teeth feeling like never before. They will feel cleaner, smoother, and brighter. You will feel like you just left the dentist. I love that feeling. Sparkle Dust is made from nine different organic earth-sourced ingredients, including minerals and clays. It's a natural solution proven to get you the smile that you've always dreamed of. Learn more about Sparkle Dust by visiting my website at www.mysparkledust.com. It's time for a healthy dose of According to the Castles, the show where we talk about marriage, family, faith, health, nutrition, fitness, and so much more. And now, please welcome your hosts, Amy and Trey Castles. Hey, everyone. It's Amy Castles. Making jokes already this morning. Well, y'all are swinging. I'm sitting in between (laughs) Bonnie and Trey, and they're both swinging. We're just swingers in chairs. Yeah, there you go. In chairs. Clarify that. Yep. Yes. I have Dr. Bonnie Hubert here. I love the way that sounds, by the way. Dr. Bonnie Hubert. Thank you. Very sophisticated. Congratulations on finishing your doctorates. That's been a little bit, but I'm just, I'm sitting here looking in my hands and I'm looking at her bio and... I knew Bonnie went to school and got her doctorates, but I didn't know that you also held on to two master's degrees and a bachelor's degree and so many other things that you've done in your life that I know that you've done personally. She's a wife. She's a mother. She's the CEO of Dr. Bonnie Hubert Coaching, and you host a very successful Facebook group called High Drive Moms, where you guide and support high drive women to see and reach their potential. So yes, thank I'm you so much for having me. I'm so excited to tell you all about it. So we have Bonnie here today because Bonnie is about to release her book, Every Woman Needs a Maid. And that is actually a very true statement. But <laughs> let's dig into <laughs> this whole premise of the book because it's not just about maid. It's not just about a maid service. That's right. That's the, right. The beginning of the book is you do talk some really great statistics, by the way, but 
the meat of your book we'll get into. So what was your inspiration for writing this book? My inspiration was all of the women that I have talked to for the last 15 years, whether it was a parking lot counseling session or a one-on-one group coaching or just hundreds of women that I've talked to over the years. And I seem to have many of the same conversations. And what is that? And so the conversation is like, I'm a hot mess. Uh-huh. <laughs> I, I am I am so overloaded. I feel like I'm running in circles and life is chaos. And I don't know how to come to a place where I just love my life and I'm content. Yeah. And can you help me? Us women, especially. Can Trey's you do a men's course? <laughs> yeah. He's over here raising his hand. It's true. You know, I mean, just being, of course, I talk to more women than men, right? But on our world today, everything yep. that's thrown at us, the immediacy of everything, the no downtime, like you're right. Mm. It's genderless. We all face this stuff. Well, we live in a day and age and in a place that's very uppity. It's We've got a lot going on, a lot of competition, a lot of striving for yourself, for your kids to do better, yeah. to be a better person, to accomplish. I heard that the Joneses can't even keep up with the Joneses. It's true. Ooh, that's good. We have dreams, we have goals, we have responsibilities, we have purposes, passions, and it's all in a big old dump bucket of mess. And so here you've seen the story and heard the story so many times throughout how many years have you been coaching and counseling? So 25, yeah, 25 total counseling. And I've counseled a lot of different groups of people, youth, Mm -hmm. adults, couples. And then for the last five years, it's been primarily women. So- Can you explain what the work-life conflict is that 72% of women face? Because this was a huge part of just the very first chapter. I I really liked your first chapter because you really expose a lot of the issues and offered a really great solution. And then the rest of the book, which we'll get through, you carry everyone through, which is very similar to the coaching that you've done with me, almost I mean, very, very close. And by the way, Bonnie was my life coach and is why we are here today is because of Bonnie that she helped me. Thank you, but not thank you. (laughs) She helped me take that whole dump bucket of everything that I had. You remember that day that I came to you with all my goals and it was like 10,000 sticky notes? We were calling it the ping pong ball. Yeah. Yeah. And so this is why we're here. But what is this conflict that you spoke about that women specifically face? Well, let's start off with another statistic. Okay. All right. So 54% of women work outside the home. Okay. Wow. Okay. And of those women, they're spending 40 to 50 hours a week working. Okay. So we start with that statistic. So 40 to 50 hours a week working. Then they're coming back home and doing another 21 to 25 hours of domestic work on top of that. So cooking, cleaning, shopping, you know, just planning, right? And that's another thing that we sometimes fail to acknowledge is the mental load of it. Mental load. Because, you know, you may have a great partner like Trey or like my husband, Skeeter. They do a lot, Mm -hmm. right? Um, But we're high drive women. So we're doing a lot. And we're- (laughs) High drive. I like that. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. High drive. Yes. But, and you tell me what you think about this, Trey, but the mental load- 
that women carry is significantly higher than what a, a guy in a heterosexual relationship, right, would have. Because it's always, at least my husband's like, hey, what are we doing? <laughs> when are we yeah. doing this? What's the calendar supposed to be like? Like, um, hey, and it's always the question, which is great. I don't mind that at all. Mm -hmm. But I don't know. Do you think y'all get off easy or is it because we demand that? Basically, you know, like, what do you want to keep the focus She's asking on you who and runs the show. How everything works. But, uh, She's asking who runs the show, Trey. No, I, listen, <laughs> I love our dynamic because of the values that we both bring. But there are so many things that I don't ever choose to focus on because she has it. And that stress falls on her, not me, yeah. every time. And so there is a huge dynamic there that makes it for the women of the household that have that extra responsibility. They do. Would you want any of that extra responsibility? I mean, I thought we were talking about your book here. Let's go <laughs> I'm on. just curious. Um, no, no I mean, it's a good conversation to it, have. It is right? a good conversation. I think there's a level of wanting versus needing. You know, mm -hmm. if I need to come in and help, I would love to because I'm a servant type person. But do I want it? Heck no. <laughs> yes. And so that's just, I guess it's probably just our society, right? And it's cultural too. Yeah. It may not be that way in other cultures, but in the U.S. or in our area here in our little neck of the woods, it's common. Yeah. And so yeah. I don't know that there's a statistic out there. I didn't find that statistic about how, like what percentage in a, in a relationship or whatever, in a household, the mental load is on a woman versus a man. I think that'd be a great thing to find out if it exists or even to study if it doesn't. But yeah, so we as women are always thinking, planning, what am yeah. I going to buy at the grocery store? What yeah. about his birthday party, play date, school stuff, you know, constant. So we have the 40 to 50, the 20 to 25, and who knows how much more time that mm -hmm. we're carrying that mental load around. So to get to the statistic of 72%, a lot of women with all that I just said, and even if you're not a working woman outside the home, you're still doing at least 20, the statistic shows 25 to 30 hours of work at home, like in your home with whatever you're doing to make your homework. Right. So you're the CEO of the household. So it's not that far off from a working woman. Probably a lot of the difference is traveling to and from, things like that oh, that, yeah. that aren't always factored in. But so we think that we have to do it all, all by ourselves. And we put we, it on ourselves for sure. Yes. And then yeah. if we can't, right, mm -hmm. we think there's something wrong with us. And if you think about it, like comparison doesn't help. Mm -mm. So don't be comparing yourself to the neighbor or the person down the street or your friend. How do you not compare yourself when you're looking at social media mm -hmm. and you're seeing, oh, wow, look, this girl has it all together. Oh, my gosh. They're going on another vacay. Well, I think oh. that's a highlight reel of somebody's false reality. You yeah. know what? I feel very fortunate. I grew up in a home where both of my parents worked a lot. I'm not saying I'm unfortunate because of that part, but what I'm getting to. Last key kid, I was free. <laughs> um, we got lots of trouble. <laughs> but both of my parents worked. My mom worked in Greenspoint. We lived out in Montgomery. Mm. My dad worked in Houston. So they recognized from a very young age that they needed to have a maid or a housekeeper, however you want to call it, which you, by the way, you do address the okay. terminology mm -hmm. of maid in what the history is of it and that it's not 
a derogatory term actually, but if you want to say housekeeper, maid, whatever, we had one growing up because my parents said it was healthy for their relationship to have someone clean their house and it was healthy for them, for their mental capacity and just their emotional health on the weekends because otherwise they'd be spending the weekends cleaning their house. Now, if you're the type of person that loves to be in your own filth, then you know what? <laughs> maybe it doesn't and matter. Are, yeah. And you, maybe you're like, it doesn't matter. You're perfectly happy. Or what you determine is filth and clean. You, you Maybe you don't care about sleeping on sheets that have been there for a month like or six weeks. I mean, some, that's what some people do. Hey, you know what? More power to you. I like a fresh set of clean sheets every single week. I love it. It's a great feeling, but I don't want to do it. That's the thing. I don't want to do it. So my parents are have been OCD about keeping a house clean. And so they would have a housekeeper and they invested that, but it wasn't an invest. They didn't look at it as an investment or a loss. They looked at it as an investment into their marriage, into their family and into their fun and their freedom so that on the weekends we could go to church. We'd go drive to Galveston for the day, spend the day Saturday doing something with the family, stuff like that. Well, it's funny you say that because in the chapter about teammates versus opponents, mm-hmm. like, are you teammates or are you opponents? There's a bold statement in that chapter that says, hiring a maid is cheaper than marriage counseling. Yes. I loved that and statement. so it's, you know, it absolutely, you're thinking about that, talking about how, you know, the word maid, right? Maybe some people think that it's a derogatory term, but in the book, I talk about the history, like you said, it's been around for 800 years. That word has been around for 800 years. And it describes a profession that millions of women do as a full-time job all throughout the world. And it is, why can we not say, I have a maid, when there's Molly maids made to order or made, you know, like Mary maids, made for the whatever, made for the win. I don't know. There's like 15 or 20 different national chains that have the word maid in it. But yet we can't say I have a maid. Yeah. Or that it's something to look down upon as if you are not performing like you should to say you have a maid or housekeeper or whatever you want to call it. Yeah. Yeah. Like I'm failing as a woman. If I have to hire someone else to help me. And that's one of the things I talk about is outsourcing, right? Whether yes. it's whatever it is, like you said, my bad, you didn't say that. I was thinking of someone I talked to today. They talked about how they have childcare, even though they work from home, they have someone that comes in for two hours every day for oh, childcare. So they have hours. under, un- <laughs> they're valuing their child enough to say, my child deserves one-on-one attention. Mm-hmm. And I don't want to split the time between my work and my child. And that's looking at it the same way. We value ourselves and our home enough to where we say, hey, my dreams are big enough. My goals are big enough to where cleaning toilets, I'm not going to spend my time cleaning toilets if I have these dreams to accomplish. It's just not you're spending, what could you do? What was it? Did you say an extra 20, 30 hours a month? A is week. What, uh, easy, a week a that week. you see, save just by cleaning by having someone come so, clean. So, yeah. okay. So that's the first part of the book, but that sets someone up because anybody that comes to you, their biggest thing is I don't have enough time. Right. Mm-hmm. And then, so you're off the bat in the book and I love this. You're like, here's your hours. Here it is. So, okay. Now if somebody already has a <laughs> housekeeper or made that, if somebody already has a maid, then I guess 
there's other things to discuss. Like that, that was our case. We already had stuff. So I, we already had a maid. So we had to work through different things, but in your book, you move on to managing your time. And I liked that because you have a unique way you say, get rid of your to-do list. Okay. So let's talk about that for a minute. So first of all, I want to tell you that, like you mentioned my Facebook group, High Drive Moms. Uh We have almost 1,400 people in there just after women, right? Just after, like I launched that last November. So it hasn't even been a year. And to me, that's, I mean, if people know about it, we're going to even have more because of the amazing things that are happening in the group. But every single person before they enter, I ask the question, what is your biggest challenge, right? As a woman, and specifically- This is a question they have to ask to enter the group. Yeah, to enter the group. So you get 1,400 answers. Yes, absolutely. Got it. And what's interesting too, like my book, right? Every woman needs a maid. It's not specific to moms. I'm going to just say that right now. Like the yeah. book, I specifically did that because I don't think that moms are the only ones that struggle with this thing. But I really wanted to kind of funnel it down to what I'm great at as far as like helping like people like you, Amy, where you're, you're high drive, you have goals and dreams, you're a mom, mm-hmm. you're a wife. And how can you blend all those worlds together without right. being a hot mess, right? Yeah. So you have to change anyway, hats a lot of times. Yeah. So I asked them, what is the your biggest t- challenge with time? So I would say that it is three things, top three, but number one, 90% time management not mm-hmm. having enough time. Anything that relates to time. The word time is in the answer, 90%. I actually had a, an intern that was working with me and I had her do the statistics. It was like 88.9% was, said was that time issues. of time. The second was work-family balance, right? Which I don't use the word balance. I use the word blend because when you think about balance, you think about one being Mm-hmm. You know, or you equal. want them equal. They're not always going to be equal. There's mm-hmm. always going to be one that's blending, more. They so, can come at different levels and percentages. Exactly. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I like that. And so the third one is mom guilt. So time management, you're talking about time and the to-do list. So the throw away your to-do list is actually the last step in this process. Okay. Okay. So I actually got this and kind of adapted it a little bit from a coach named Brooke Castillo. And she operates a really big coaching school called the Life Coach School. And so I follow her podcast. I listen to what she says because she's the trainer of coaches, right? Mm -hmm. And so I listened to one episode that she had about time management. And I heard her talk about this little skill, this little strategy for time management. And so I've just kind of taken it and run with it. But essentially, the skeleton of it is that you, before your week starts, So like Sunday night or Monday morning, this is what you do. You go, okay, I'm going to write down everything I need to do this week. Everything. Like brain dump. Total dump. She coins the term to-do download. So brain dump, it's all out on a piece of paper. Just whatever's coming up. And then you take that, you go, okay, what needs to be my direct focus? So that's a D word, right? Direct focus. I got to do this. Nobody else can do it. Like it's mine. I have to. I can't give it to my husband. I can't yeah, give it no to a delegating. kid. Like, I have to do it. Hmm. Those okay. are the things on my list that I'm going to schedule first. Direct focus. 
So I'm going to take mm. those things off my list and I'm going to cross it out and I'm going to put it on my, my calendar. Now, I use a planner that has where you can see like each oh, yeah. day, Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday, and it goes from 6 a.m. to 6 p.m. And then it has some like top three at the top and a little place for notes at the bottom. So when I open up my planner, I can see like a week preview. And so I'm going to take those direct focus things and I'm going to schedule those in because that's a non-negotiable. It has to happen. I have to do it. All right. Then the second thing I'm going to look at is what things could be on autopilot, right? What can I take on autopilot where... I don't need to do this. It's something that has to be done, but it can kind of run on itself. Like maybe I could put my order in for groceries and autopilot, it's delivered. And I pay a $5 delivery fee or $10 or whatever it is. And I just save myself two hours. Maybe it's dry cleaning or something like that. Laundry service. It's whatever it is. What can I do from this list to make it on autopilot so I can set it and forget it? And it's going to happen so that at the end of the week, I did it, but I didn't have to do it. Does that make sense? Yeah. Okay. So autopilot, those things could be scheduled, but it's not a direct focus for me. It's just on my list. So I can cross that out. The next thing I'm going to look at, okay, well, if it's not my direct focus, obviously I'm going to delegate that to somebody because I'm not going to have time to do it. So I'm going to go, okay, well, Let's see. Skeeter, you need to go pick up. My husband's name is Skeeter. Mm-hmm. So, you know, Texas, well, good Texas out. boy. Don't get Texas Skeeter. needs to go get, or Skeeter needs get to go get the <laughs> cattle feed yeah. and get the dog food to from tend to those over at Tractor Supply. Because <laughs> that's just not something that I'm going to do. I'm going to delegate that to him to do maybe on the way home from work or whatever. And dinner, maybe I'm going to delegate that because I've just looked at my direct focus and I'm not going to have time to do dinner Mm. or whatever. Do you see what I'm saying? So just kind of whittling away at that list. What can I delegate to somebody else, even to a a child? Maybe it's a ride for a kid. I go, I need to see if so-and-so can pick up John for baseball practice. Mm -hmm. So I don't have time to take him. So I'm delegating some things, right? And then finally, you look at what's left. If it's not your direct focus, it's not on autopilot autopilot, and you've already delegated it out, then what's left, if it doesn't fit here, delete. But what happens if you need it for the next week, possibly? Well, I mean, (laughs) to me, you could, okay, so I have talked with people about this. You could have a master to do. Yeah. These are sort of like, this doesn't, like, you might know. These are the things that are going to happen in the next three months. Then move your master. Look at it week by week. Is there anything I need to move yeah. here? Okay. But then that's kind of your master. So, if But you're not you're sitting there weak. looking at it. Because yeah. who wants to wake up every day looking at 10 things? Mm-hmm. And they're like, uh, 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 screw it. I'm going to lunch with my friend. <laughs> that sounds like that's happened to you before. I'm not naming any names. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, so exactly. I love that. And is... Oh, okay. and then once you figure out what you either need to delete or maybe put on your ma- back on your master list, uh-huh. to do, ball it up, Get put it in it. the trash. Everything is on your schedule. But you know what's going on. There's going to be countless things that come up through the week to be reactive to other than what you're planning for on Sunday. Great. So <laughs> Great. Yes, but the that. cool thing is that if you know where everything is, then you know where it's going to fit because... You didn't fill up your whole day every day. You sure. just kind of put in things that you know are coming. 
So you can know what to say yes and no to. Got it. Or, you know, if your direct focus needs to be deleted or whatever. Does yeah. that make sense? So it's, it's more it like a, a skeleton schedule, but you know that if it's not down there it's, and it's, you know, something comes up, yes or no, I don't well, know. Now you can be reactive to things because you have everything in front of you. Yeah. You're not saying, wait a second, there's something I need to do. Yeah. Crap. What was that? You have it down. Yep. So like delegating it. and time management, these are two really big things that you talk about closer towards the front of the book. And what I notice is that your book, re I recognize so much of what you were talking about. I think that everybody should have this book because I think that whether you can afford a life coach or not, this book would be beneficial because if you can afford a life coach, then you guys can look through the book together. You can assign different chapters that maybe they need to read during that week. Or if you're going to use the book to basically kind of coach yourself, then it's very much a self-study too, because there's a lot of questions at the end of the chapter. So I actually can't wait till I get my hard copy because I want to fill in those questions. Yes. And that's, you know, like you said, you mentioned when you saw the questions, when I first sent you the copy, you were uh -huh. like, oh, that's very teachery of you. Oh, yeah. yeah. So my <laughs> whole foundational and education is education and educational leadership. So what good is information if you don't apply it? Yeah. Right. So I did it after every chapter, there is inventories, there's self-reflection, there's self-assessment, there's something That's to do cool. to say, you know, take an inventory, who's doing what in the house? That's chapter one. All of the like, what are you doing? Yeah. How many hours a week do you spend on it? How many do you, Trey? And That's then go. Some of the things we've been talking about, yeah. just even trying to find the cadence. I was talking to John about that when we first got in here. Mm -hmm. Life has sped up and it's chaotic for everybody. So a cadence and a roadmap and, and yeah. an outline would be amazing. Absolutely. So there's a lot of talk about the law of attraction, mm -hmm. not necessarily in your book, but I'm talking about in general in life. But you do speak about uh, positive thinking and positive words and the life that you do speak in general about the, what you say about yourself, what you say about others. And one of the misconceptions that I feel that is in this whole topic of the law of attraction is having people having a dream board. I love dream boards, by the way. I've always had one, I mean, as far as I can remember, but dreaming is not enough. It's just not, it's not enough to just put it up there because technically the law of attraction says that if you were to put your dream up there and put it up there, it's just going to happen with no effort. It's just going to, but that's partially that a way. fallacy. There's going <laughs> to need to be some action behind it. Right. So how is not dreaming? You talked about this. You talked about dreaming, not being enough. So where does that so come? So my tagline in coaching is dream then do. Yeah. Because I do believe that you could dream it. Yes. Dream it. Think it. I'm going to do this and, and do your dream board because it's awesome. But like you said, if you don't do anything about it, then yeah. what's the point, right? What are you doing? So I'll give you an example. So Yesterday was October 5th, right? So yesterday, one year ago, was the first day that I wrote the first word on my Google Doc. Oh, wow. That would become my book. Wow. It's been a year, right? And the dream is I want to write a book. 
I've always written, I wrote a book in fifth grade, like literally bounded up. I believe that. Mrs. Losey, <laughs> fifth grade. She said, That's Bonnie, awesome. someday people are going to buy a book from you. Like I even illustrated it, which was not my strength at all. <laughs> but she planted a seed in me that I saw myself. So as I got older, I wrote poetry. I wrote songs. I've written and sang and recorded seven songs. I love to create that way. And so I knew that I had a message. I knew I wanted to pour into women specifically. And I knew that I wanted to write this book for women. Wow. And I, that was my dream. And so it was a year journey. And there were many times along that road where I'm like, is this even possible? Mm -hmm. I mean, this is so hard. Like, it's so hard. I don't know what to do. I feel lost. I don't even know if this is the right way to go. But I did it anyway. And I just took the next step because I kept thinking in my mind of this day where I could sit here and talk to you about the book that I wrote. And I also will tell you that yesterday was the day it was published on Amazon. Wow. Yay. Congratulations. Thank you. Thank you. So it is like, I, and I don't say that to brag. I, I, I'm saying proud. it to be completely vulnerable. You should be proud. Because we have to be vulnerable. We have to yep. say like, I have this that I want to accomplish, but then how am I going to get there? How am I going to do that to make it happen? And, you know, some people may have fear. Well, what if it never does? And what if it can't? And what if I'm, this is just, this is busy. Where does that come from? Where do y'all think that comes from? There was some sort of programming there. I mean, it's the enemy to me. Yeah. I mean, it's just infiltrates the mind. The mind is the most powerful thing. And it's where your thoughts go. If yeah. Your thoughts go to the negative places and listen to the negative voices. Then it takes over. If, Tra you, if you feed it. Trey and I were right talking things. about that. He said, it's the enemy. And we were talking about that the other day. And I said, you know what? Not always. Because there's something called spiritual bypassing. Have you ever heard of that? No. Basically, it's where someone just blames it on Satan. <laughs> they say, okay, they have all these issues going on in their head. And they're like, ugh, Satan just doesn't want me to be there. And then just that's it. Or Satan just doesn't want me to do this. Oh, not today, Satan. Actually, I don't think that was Satan's fault that you were up watching, I don't know, Walking Dead till 2 a.m. or whatever the show is that you watch. And then now today it's not happening. You're late. You're dragging. Or I don't think it's Satan's fault that you have this insecurity and fear because you never took the time to go deal with those emotions. So there's a certain level of, yes, the enemy does get in our mind. And there is that. And maybe that stemmed originally from something. But now it's up to you to deal with it. And Amen. it's up to you to release it and deal with some of those programmings that where did they come from? Did it come from fifth grade from the little brat sitting next to you that told you something? <laughs> yes. Did or, it come from your, your sister? Brother that said, yeah. Shut up. And that's bragging. Or yeah, you know, yeah. You're just it. showing just off. Just release it. You're showing off. There's so many different so scenarios. It goes into the mind, and I and I constantly hear that. I don't know where it came from because my parents were always like, "You go, girl." But there's something somewhere that's programmed me to think if I talk about myself or anything I'm doing, I'm bragging, or it's bad to do that. 
Mm. And it so could have been we, a jealous best friend. It could have been yeah. a clingy boyfriend in high school. It could be yeah. anything. Yeah. It, it been, could be anything. So those things just get stuck in your head and you're like, okay, I can't do that thing or whatever it is. Okay. And so we have to fight through that. And I do talk about that in the book. I talk about what you can do. It's stopping a loop of limiting beliefs. And there's a whole chapter about that. Because we limit ourselves with the beliefs that we have, the things that we tell ourselves, and there's a way to get out of that loop. Yeah. So what is your favorite book chapter, your favorite chapter in the book? Oh my gosh. Okay. How many chapters are there? There's 12 chapters. Gosh, this is a hard one. Nobody's ever asked me that question before. I can't, do I have to have a favorite (laughs) or just one I know you should read? Um, (laughs) I don't know. We Just, stay. If she's having this the, hard time, we got to keep okay, well, the Well, the first thing that comes to your mind. <laughs> the one that comes to my mind is a chapter about D words. Mm, okay. And then the other one is why do women do so much? Yeah. That one. Because I think there's reasons why women do all the things they do. Sometimes they're running away from something. Sometimes they're fearful of success. Sometimes they think, oh, well, if I don't give it 100% over here, I have, a, I have a reason for why it didn't work out. Oh, yeah. Self-sabotage. There's a lot of that underlying stuff. Well, where, you, yeah. you didn't even talk about this in your book, but because I know you, Bonnie was crisis intervention specialist for Conroe ISD for years. And if you don't know what that is, she, she would go in and see the worst of the worst of children who would come in and most... That's SWAT team for the brain. Well, actually, they weren't the worst of the worst children. They were children in the worst of the worst situations. Well, that's what I mean. The worst yeah. of the worst like, situations, yeah. abuse, things like that. Crisis. Yeah. Very much crisis. And you saw those children. And then you've also worked with adults. And you've, so you almost have this very big, expansive view of, I know which kid you were because you've seen it. Or when you were working, thinking and visualizing those children, Mm. you can almost think, I know which adult they're going to turn out to be. Girl, I have never thought about it that way. It's that's pretty. I thought I mean, of it that makes, way. Makes sense. I could see that. Yeah, I can see where you're going with it. You know, and deep thoughts. That's the and, and the funny thing is, like when I do recognize that's why your perspective. Things, that's why your perspective is so valuable, and why I want people to really take. It's not just another book. You're a very smart, intelligent woman, but you have experience in variety. Everybody has some the trauma. The of it. Everybody has trauma in some sort of way. Well, most people do, That's but, right. and, and everybody's at different degrees and everybody has dealt with it different. So in some way, shape or form, you're going to benefit from this book. And I think you'll be blown away when you read through it. And there's so many other things that she didn't even list for her accomplishments in this book. So it's okay. I'm, it's okay. I know, but I'm just looking back and I'm, you had four children and one of them, which you adopted. Can I say that? Yeah. One of them, which you adopted you <laughs> in high school and, or you met her. Did you meet her in junior high? No, I met her when she was 14. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Okay. And then on top of that, 
I know all the fitness classes you were teaching and learning choreography, and then the work that you did for CASA, Court Appointed Special Advocates, and while working in the school district, while getting master's degree and being a wife and a mother, and and then working towards your doctorates. So I see all those things and I'm like, holy moly, what is your secret? Because I need to learn it. So we have it. We have your secret. We don't secrets. compare, Amy, okay? Yeah. I'm not comparing. I'm inspired. Well, and you know, that is true That's about, about the comparison thing. I don't know what makes my motor go, but it never stops. So that's just who I am. People ask me, how do I do all the things that I do? And I often quote this quote that says, I want to be thoroughly used up when I die Mm. for the more I work, the more I live. And it's sometimes to a fault, but it is important to find those times where you are, are blending and doing self-care and finding balance. But I can tell you what the secret is. That's why I named it. Every woman needs a maid. It's this book. Yes. Let's go circle back. It's the outsourcing. Yeah. Like I could tell, and some people will say, I don't have money for that. Just spend 10 minutes with me. I promise you, I will show you how you can afford, how you can not afford to. And men, if you're in charge of of doing the lawn on a Saturday morning and it would cost you, say, $50 to have your lawn mowed, could you take that time and instead... Is your wife worth $50 for you to go take her out for a nature walk, a picnic, or go to coffee and then you spend time with her and now you have a date every Saturday morning when you were doing the lawn. That's how you have to start looking at the delegation and is this other area worth that money? Or if it's something that you're doing during the week and you could make, you have opportunity to make $50 an hour, but having a, ha- a maid is going to cost you $15 an hour, you're still at a surplus. Yeah. So it's looking at things Well, and some, like I had this one woman, she said, I can't afford that. Like, I get it. I get what you're saying, but I can't afford that. I'm like, let's talk. Uh Let's talk. How many times do you go to Starbucks during the month? Her eyes got big. She was like, "Uh, do I have to answer that? It's like, yeah, seriously. How many times do you go? At least three times a week, she said. So what is a cup of coffee? $5, Minimal, right? Five bucks if you don't get food. Yeah. Right? So- Five bucks times three, that's 15 times four is 60 bucks, right? Mm-hmm. Did I say that right? Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Like, whoa. Uh, math. On. I know. She was so, not a math teacher, so, people. No, I wasn't. No, it was not. <laughs> um, but $60, that's just one thing I asked her. Yeah. Can you drink coffee at home for 30 cents a cup? It's not even coffee. Starbucks, it's just the cup. It's I mean, nice. It's, it is. <laughs> I know. I know. Don't get me started with Starbucks. But hey, do you like to shop? How often do you shop in the month? Oh, yeah. Okay. How do, you know, and we just went through very, like five things, I yep. questions I asked her, and we uncovered probably $250. Yep. So yep. 250 bucks, do you know how much I spend on my, my maid charges me $125. I have her twice a month. That's $250 a month. The best two days of my entire month. <laughs> I walk in, yes. I'm smelling the fabuloso, everything's 
Beautiful. We won't talk about fabuloso toxic cleaners oh, yeah, no, on okay, this okay, podcast okay, episode, okay. people. But hey, you know what? Can't say pine salt either, uh, huh? It has to be what? What cleaners? Thieves. Banish, thieves, banish thieves, her. Thieves. Banish her. I know. Okay, I'm totally thieves, messing with you. And if thieves smells as good as those, I don't really care. The yeah. point is, it's done, it's and it feels smell. like a beautiful, like I don't know, better homes and gardens or something. Exactly. You know, even if there's clutter, like you know, made something just pile things up if they're oh, if they don't the know worst. what to do with them but yeah, i don't the, care it's, it's a, a clean mess yes stick it in the laundry it basket i'll good. go put it all away uh but not only that so i have a friend named lila taylor she is the laundry fairy oh yeah have you heard me oh, talk yeah. about the laundry fairy she's in the houston area but maid service like how many hours do you spend doing laundry and how real you know it's not that expensive if I can look at, if I'm looking on a budget, right? If I'm trying to find, how do I do it? It's just priorities. It is. That's mm. all it is. And you that's can the dig same thing with money too. It's the same yeah. thing. I learned quite a few years ago, I guess starting back in 2014, maybe 2012, to never say, I can't afford that or I can't, I don't have the money. You do. You choose not to <laughs> change the words, change the verbiage, because it makes a big difference. Yeah. Because the reality is, is that you do have the money if you chose to, but you choose to be responsible and pay the bills with the money. So yeah. it really is a choice. And if you start using, oh, I choose not to spend the money on that right now. Okay. Well, it that because you're empowering yourself. Yeah. So change your verbiage too. So, and, and basically, and you, you know, that. I'm just saying every woman needs a maid, but it's more than that. It's more than just you need a maid. It's really how are you taking care of yourself so that you are content and happy instead of a hot mess? How can you create time in your life for what you want to do? If you wanted to be an afternoon with Trey hiking in the Jones State Forest or taking your kids somewhere or just reading a book or if you want it to be time where you're grinding and you're making money like you yeah. want you have a side gig and you want to take that to the next level like whatever that is you can make it happen and it's about living your best life so what do you need to do to live your best life have a system for time mm -hmm. right and organization it's not time management that's one of the titles of my chapter it's not time management <laughs> It's self-management. Yeah. Or I think it's self-management, not time management is the title of the of Yeah, because you're not managing time. You're managing yourself. You can't yourself. manage time. No. Time is time abstract. doesn't yeah. change. That's no. true. Good point. <clears throat> I can't manage I like something that's so it's manageable. self-management. But anyway, I think that there's a lot to be found there. And I, I hope that it serves women in a way that helps them to love on themselves and to understand their worth and to increase the love between partners. I have a, mm -hmm. a chapter about that. It's called teammates or opponents. And it is all about connecting with the person you live with, your partner to see what the roles are, you know, like who's doing what and how can we make it better? How can we make our relationship better? Talk about communicating, things like that. I love it. So. That's exciting. Yeah. Well, congratulations. Thank you. I mean, you so literally much. a year to the date. That's that's an amazing accomplishment. Thank you so much for coming on and congratulations. And also your audio book is being uploaded as well. Yes, so, today. so where can we find your book? So it's on Amazon and there's all the formats. I have 
the paperback, the hardcover, the ebook through Kindle, and then the Audible will be the audio version, which I know most of the women are going to want, right? Because yes. they don't give themselves enough time to sit down and read a book. So I was like, I have to do the audio version of this. There's so no doubt. That, that's yeah. cool. Is it, is it your, are you reading it? I'm reading it. That's awesome. Yeah. But that was actually fun to record. It was so fun. <laughs> I'm like, who can tell these stories better? Oh, yeah. I have a you lot can. of stories and in there. And you know the inflection. And, and you have an excellent and, voice. And so your you. voice is going to be phenomenal. I just know it. Okay. Well, thank you so much for coming. Yes, And absolutely. everybody go out and download Bonnie's nice. book, buy the hardcover. I would actually really think that you should get both because you can write in the hardcover yeah. and yeah. it's going to be something you can have for a while. Absolutely. Thanks so much. Bye. Thanks for listening to another episode of According to the Castles with Amy and Trey. Be sure to subscribe wherever you get your podcasts so you never miss an episode. To stay up to date with the castles, follow Amy on Instagram at acastles. Until next time, have faith, enjoy life, and love abundantly. There are so many supplements out there. How do you choose? If there was just one supplement that Trey and I would recommend, it's definitely Ningxia Red. We have consistently drank Ningxia every day since May of 2015. It's a whole body health and wellness supplement that's a powerhouse full of antioxidants and nutrition. Ningxia Red is made with pureed wolfberries, also known as goji berries, along with blueberry, plum, cherry, aronia, and pomegranate juices. These are very high in antioxidants that boost immunity and protect your body against oxidative stress. It also has food-grade essential oils like orange and lemon, yuzu, and tangerine. These provide an incredible dose of D-limonene. Trust me, Google that. This is just a two-ounce shot of liquid gold, and it supports your body for better energy and healthy cellular function. Why is that? Well, that's because you're getting antioxidants equivalent to eating like eight pounds of carrots and 16 whole oranges. Trust me, your liver and your eyes will thank you. If you'd like more information, visit my website, www.amycastles.com. What was the first thing that your mom would ask you before you'd go to bed at night? Did you brush your teeth? I don't know about you, but my mom always asked that. Since I was a kid, healthy gums and teeth have always been important to me. But after a lot of research, I figured out that there's actually a lot of junk in the commercial toothpaste. Everything from SLS to artificial flavors and colors, sweeteners even. And I didn't like the way that they didn't actually get my teeth super clean. I felt like they weren't really actually supporting good overall oral health. Well, I'm so excited to tell you about a product that I created in 2016. Sparkle Dust is a non-toxic, chemical-free tooth cleansing powder that instantly brightens and strengthens and remineralizes your teeth and your gums. It will leave your teeth feeling like never before. They will feel cleaner, smoother, and brighter. You will feel like you just left the dentist. I love that feeling. Sparkle Dust is made from nine different organic earth-sourced ingredients, including minerals and clays. It's a natural solution proven to get you the smile that you've always dreamed of. Learn more about Sparkle Dust by visiting my website at www.mysparkledust.com.